I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. Not getting a real under control vibe here. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. He's not a monster, Gaston. You are. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the movie show here at KSL News Radio. Steve, are you ready? Have you been working out? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> sure, you have. Okay. I actually started a new program. I'm tired What's of it? being fat, and I'm going to get cutting down a pine tree. Well, that. That, that helps. <laughs> we had, you know, we have the dumpsters come in the county every uh-huh. once a year or whatever. Right. My neighbors go, hey, what are we going to cut down? I'm like, uh, ah, let's not worry about it this year. Oh, no. Like half a dozen people came over and like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. I guess we're. So they, they, they took down your garage. <laughs> we don't need this house. Just That's right. Level it. We've always been kind of annoyed that that old Ford tractor of yours took it apart, threw it in. No, no, they they love the tractor. Oh boy, that's I, our snowplow. I love the tractor too. That's our neighborhood snowplow. Well, Stephen, the rains last night though, man, did you? Have rains any? all, you know, yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was interesting because D and I were uh, were driving home from uh, my, taking care of my mom, and anyway, we were in a place and the rain was so hard. You know how you can see it on the parking lot, and right. it was just bouncing. I mean, it was it was crazy. I went to see Amsterdam last night. By the way, what a movie! Yeah, and uh, the southwest corner of Liberty Park, there was the great. It was like a fountain coming yeah. straight up out of the. And I people know. were flying through there at sixty miles an hour, spraying cars four lanes over. I'm like, that's, right. that's impressive. But how are you still planing? You I know? know, I know that that. I'll tell you, hydroplaning freaks me out. Oh, that we, is we've the, all had little tastes of it, but wow, yeah. Talk about being out of control. It's 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 worse than snow. Oh. At least snow you can kind of predict a little bit, and you know what's happening to you. And that, you just go, I'm skiing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, meanwhile, back at the ranch, we probably ought to give the uh, movie show preview, sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. Here we go. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show. Big movie review. And the big movie review is going to be one of the most unique movies I've ever ever seen. You know, this is basically a rom com where the, you know, the the, the great gay neighbor and everything else, you know, isn't just a subplot. Oh, no. It's 
the real deal. This is a gay love story rom-com where all of the roles have just been switched and the straight folks are just the sidelines and that unique neighbor or unique sister or whatever and it is such i was laughing my tail off and i'll and i'll tell you this too you know sometimes you know when when plot lines go too far you know either sexually or whatever you know it but whether it's heterosexual homosexual what it, it doesn't matter is is it offensive for either and I just realized what an equal opportunity film this is. And I laughed a lot. And there were places I went, ooh, I don't want to see that. I don't yeah. want to see it, you know, gay or straight, you know? Yeah. So, uh, But the heart of that film oh. and the, the humor and the depth of the characters the was what really sold me on this movie. Yep, the sweetness of it, the genuineness of it. And so I, I know it's it's <laughs> uh, when I turned to you and I said, so are we doing this as the movie, said, yes. big movie of the week? I'm like, good for you. This yep. is because this is the, probably one of the better films of the week. And and it's it's such a unique it. It is just a classic love story for today. Yeah. That, you know, and and some people are going to freak. Yeah. No. And, but just don't go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. as, as simple as that. If you're uncomfortable and there are some moments that push the envelope and you're like, Okay, but I kept thinking, what if I was gay and I'm watching a straight love story? Wouldn't I feel equally kind of... <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Do you know what I was thinking of about halfway through? I thought, I remember when I first saw in and out with Kevin Klein, Selleck, you know. Every, oh, yeah. And I remember there the was... good old the, boys kissing. There, there was the one big old... And I remember how strange that was. Yeah. And and honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll you know... Uh, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, my goodness. We've what, come a long way. We have come a long way, baby. So, anyway, Bros is the big movie of the week, but yeah. also Smile, Greatest Beer Run Ever, The Good House, Buried, 1982, Alpine Meadows, Avalanche. Oh, what a movie. And then, uh, I, and I tried to watch, you know, Disney Plus drives me nuts. Because when they send us, you know, the screener. Right. I can get everybody else who sends me a screener. We do, we just sign on, and they send us a little confirmation on the phone, and you put in the code. Are you having problems with Disney debut? Plus is insane. Every time we have to call Disney, they walk us through. They go, well, that shouldn't happen. Well, that shouldn't happen. Oh, I'm sorry you're having so much. Oh, that. Or, well, that shouldn't happen. I, I'm not kidding you. I don't know what it is. I don't have this problem with anybody else, but this is a long way of saying i have not seen hocus pocus too but i gave it the old college try well i appreciate that by the way i i got my booster shot on wednesday along with and i probably shouldn't have done this but i got my flu shot at the same at time the same time and i went home and i did not feel well and yeah. wednesday night was the smile uh, screening and i missed it yeah uh so but i do know about it and we right. can talk about it because it looks like it's actually pretty decent the other movie, too, streaming is Blonde. This is the one that, I mean, Ooh. NC-17 rating and... I must be just way out there because I'm still trying to figure out why it's NC-17, to be honest. Mm. I mean, there's some moments that are kind of like, whoa. Yeah. But I've seen stuff like that on other movies that are rated PG-13. It is funny how the ratings work. You know, we've talked about this for so long, and that's why you kind of need to think for yourself. But NC-17 used NC to be 17 like, that's the is, kiss of death. Well, remember when a movie was given an X right. back in the old days. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy. Oh, I mean, it was just a death knell. Last Tango in Paris. Yes. And, you know, and everything else. And now, 
you know, I mean, everything that was rated X then right now is a very mild, you know, R or yeah. maybe even a PG-13, maybe not quite, yeah. but now, and but NC-17, you see NC-17 and it's like somebody, you know, you feel like you need to put, you know, garlic cloves around your neck and break out a silver bullet or something. Although this is almost a three-hour movie, and it's about Marilyn Monroe, yeah. and it is a, the young woman Anna Diarmas is unbelievably good in a very tough movie right. to watch. So we have a plethora. We got a ton of stuff. of uh, films to talk about today, and we've got movie news. And what else do we have? We've got uh, a special guest who is the uh, public relations coordinator for the Salt Lake County Library System. We're going to talk about some of the films they have. You know, the library oh, does yeah. some really cool stuff when it comes to films, and we always try to reach out and see you know who's doing what when it comes to showing movies and then d is going to join us with her since she come back from missouri she come back with many movies that she, she wants she come back and she's going to enlighten us on quirky picks okay. this week and telephone torture the movie show top 10 we've got it all right here at KSL. And now, the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, let's get a little sound from bros. You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool. Whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. <laughs> you know... I, I knew that I was in for a unique experience on this, Steve, when I was laughing so much so early. We find this this gay man who is, you know, he, he does a lot of different things. And he's got a podcast and everything else, and he takes phone calls, and he's just so curt, and he's so blunt, and everything else. You can tell this guy is, um, there, there might be a little anger factor going on here, some angst. Well, if you know Billy Eichner, that's kind of his brand. Right. And that's he, does, what, he does anger on the streets, Billy on the streets. Right. So, yeah, his character is sort of that way. But he's also the, kind of the director, the curator for the Gay History Museum that they're opening. Yeah. And there's a real challenge there, you know, what kind of thing. And you've got this table, this table just surrounded with all of these different unique individuals. Well, all the L, B, G, T, T Q. Q. But plus. the guy... That always sits right across from me and goes, but where's the buy? And, and may you go, well, isn't that B? I don't I know. I think it is. I think it is, too. But everybody has their little agenda and their little quirkiness. And trying to put together this museum is is one of the kind of underlying uh, parts of this. But the bottom line is this is a rom-com. It's a love story. Yeah. And it's hilarious in places. And like many rom-coms, whether it is focusing on... Uh, straight people or whether it's focusing on gay people it has some moments that i was uncomfortable with but it was something that i would have been uncomfortable with had it been a gay rom-com or this one which focuses on on you mean straight, straight or straight or gay right i went backwards on that but the bottom line is there is a sweetness in this, and kind of to like everybody who's out on the dating scene, everybody who's trying to find a relationship, everybody who's trying to figure out, and you're making prejudgments just because a guy looks a certain way. Is he that bro jock, you know, whatever? Or is there a sensitive side? It was so interesting because you could have done this story 
about straight people yeah as well yeah and you you know <laughs> i I have to admit, Steve, I, I was really surprised that I liked this movie this much. And it wasn't because I went in with an agenda or anything like that. I just thought, is this, is this going to be any good? And it was. It really was. Well, to me, the film, the comedy I knew would be there because Billy Eichner is hilarious. Right. And the writing, and then uh, the fact that, um, oh, what's his name, the guy that did uh, uh, the 40-year-old virgin, um, Apatow, Jed Apatow was the one that directed this. And so you knew it was going to have a, a comedic element. But what really caught me off guard was uh, there are stereotypes with gay people are straight and that they went th- through that to show you that, you know, everybody at the dance club shirtless, you know, and they're all right. buff and everything. That's kind of a, even within the community is a stereotype that they're like trying to fight. And they are making fun of it. Though, well, absolutely. You know, which and is so, so cool. When he, he's a guy that's like just there because, you know, he just wants to get out and do stuff, but he's, you know, um, he's emotionally unavailable. Right. And then the guy that he's interested in, the, the gay Tom Brady character, he's also emotional. So they're kind of like. I don't really want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you either. Yeah. And yet... They're, they're both kind of done with it from different angles. Exactly. But the, the idea is once you get into past the, the surface part of it, you know, there's intelligence, there's interest, there's, there's joy, there's caring. I mean, all these things that, you know, it, like you said, it doesn't matter whether it's gay or straight. It's a human condition. It is, it is a human love story condition dealing with different, you know, every every ethnicity has interesting challenges and stereotypes yes. to deal with every color every religion whatever it might be this one happens to focus on the gay community yeah. and it you know and i i want to be really clear on this there are some folks that are really going to have problems with this movie you know they're they're just not there yet and and i i, I get that but every problem i had with this movie i would have had had it been the same thing portrayed in a heterosexual situation, yeah. a straight movie. And, you know, I, I sat there and I, I don't mean to go off the rails on this, but I thought, wow, you know, th- this is really a, a, a kind of a quantum leap. This is groundbreaking. Because I mentioned. This is Universal Studios. Yeah. This isn't some little neon right. or, you know, yeah. film-wise. Some company. little indie These thing. are It's a major studio right. doing a rom-com about a gay couple. Yep. And that has never happened before. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. With the caveats I've already mentioned, you know, there are going to be some things that, that offend you. And, again, what, what offended me would have offended me in a straight movie as well. Well, there's very frank discussions about very sexuality. Very frank discussions, and there are some, some uh, you know, bedroom scenes that... Well, how about the guy named Steve who was trying to get in on the, uh, you know, the little love triangle? Oh, that oh was, it was that hilarious. That poor guy, it was hilarious. It was hilarious, inappropriately hilarious. I, I know. And so, the you know, for me, I, I'm just giving this a... I, you know, I, I struggle with this because on your scale, I'd probably give it a B. But it's actually better than that. Yeah. But I'm kind of factoring in some some reservations here, so I I don't know. I'm I'm gonna on three stars from me on this one. But again, you know, judge for yourself. Don't judge by a rating. Judge for yourself. Read a little bit about the movie and, and see whether or not this is something you're gonna like. A B plus from me. I yeah. I just thought it it met every expectation and above. I was. It didn't meet my expectations at all because I really didn't have a whole lot when I went in. 
Well, and, I, I was expecting not much. And I was, yeah, me too. And I just found myself laughing, empathizing, feeling good, feeling bad, going, whoa. And yeah, you almost tear up a couple of times oh, when it, you know yeah. things are going south as they usually do in rom-coms. But yes, this movie works. Okay, all right, and it's called Bros. But you know, again, you know, make the decision for yourself on this one. Yeah, yeah. All right, it yeah. is. Yeah, don't let somebody else make it for you. And, all right, it's time for a little movie news. Here we go. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Okay, if you're going through a little Wolverine withdrawal. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you heard of this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was so cool. Uh, this was kind of announced in a unique way on the historic Marvel Day. And the history of this day goes back three years ago on September 27th. 2019, Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures finally, you know, <laughs> reached an agreement to keep Spider-Man in the MCU and it opened doors and so on. So anyway, on this day, we find out apparently that Hugh Jackman will be playing Wolverine at least one more time. And apparently Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is sitting around trying to figure out a way to off himself, you know, <laughs> which, which he's always doing, wants to end it all and just can't. But then all of a sudden, you see Jackman walking in the back of the room. And Reynolds simply asks if Wolverine uh, would be interested in portraying Weapon X in Deadpool 3. Jackman simply responds with a nonchalant, sure. And it um, this confirmed Deadpool 3 to be a team-up between... <laughs> The Merce with the Mouth and the Metal Cloud Mutant. So apparently this is what we're gonna have. This is gonna be fun. Can you imagine Deadpool? Well somebody with are Wolverine. freaking out because Logan, you know, yeah. that was kinda Oh, that was the end. That was the end. That was but the apparently end. this is placed somewhere in between, so don't freak out. He's not resurrected or anything. So right. this is uh, only set for Deadpool three. Many have already begun to wonder whether there might be another Marvel appearance, especially in 2025's Avengers Secret War, which is a multiverse crossover, but uh, don't get your hopes up. Uh, who knows? Yeah, who knows? What have you got for us, Stephen? Well, uh, the movie called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes begins production next month. Now, as you recall, uh, this the new series, a uh, new franchise, is just overwhelming. I mean, yeah. S- Caesar was just incredible. So this will be, uh, Wes Ball will be, he's the guy that has been directing the Maze Runner trilogy. He will direct it. And it picks up many years after the 2017's War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, and it is slated on 20th Century Studios in 2024. Cool, cool. Brendan Fraser, set to add another award to the old mantelpiece. And uh, apparently, in the upcoming psychological drama, The Whale, he is terrific. Have you seen anything on this at uh, all? I've seen pictures of him. Yeah. He is a large man. Yeah. He has put on a ton of weight. And I don't think it was just for this movie. I think he kind of got away got from everything. things. And, yeah. Uh, every, every, I've seen a lot of pictures of him lately. And, you know, interestingly enough, I was just surfing something last night, and they were running an old Saturday Night Live where he was on. Mm. And, you know, kind of the way he was back in the mummy days. Yeah. And you go, ooh, this boy has changed. But 
He'll be awarded the American Riviera Award at the 38th Annual Santa Barbara International Film Festival. He's fast becoming an Academy Award favorite for this performance, I understand. Buzz is the term. The whale is due for release in December, uh, on December 9th, as a matter of fact. Uh, The whale will find Brendan uh, leading the latest outing from uh, Darren Aronofsky as uh, Charlie, a 600-pound middle-aged man trying to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter. Well, so in in the last season of Fargo, he also had an appearance where he was a large guy then yeah. as well. Uh, well, somebody's finally paying attention to Disney. But I, this is a shocker to me. <laughs> uh, originally, Marvel had uh, planned to do uh, Armor Wars, a six-episode streaming series for Disney Plus. Right. But now they've decided to make it a feature film and put it in theaters. No. What? What? I know. So the new film will feature Colonel Rhodes, Rhodey, uh, played by Don Cheadle, who will be dealing with the theft of Tony Stark's armor technology. Mm -hmm. So that's probably a 20... 24, 2025 yeah, release. I know, I know. Down the road. Well, James Earl Jones is stepping back from the Darth Vader role, but is he? This is kind of an interesting thing. Voice between, uh, you know, uh, behind the legendary Star Wars villain Darth Vader. But he's 91 years old now. And so, and it's interesting, Star Wars uh, sound supervising editor Matthew Wood said Jones was looking to wind up his career, this character, in the career, but his voice was remastered from the original Star Wars films for a recent Disney Plus series, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And then some of Jones's archival voice recordings were used for future Star Wars projects. Jones has uh, granted permission to Disney and Lucasfilm to use artificial intelligence and archival recordings to recreate his voice. Just send him a check. So, yeah, just... Yeah, just send me a check every now and then. And one brief note, uh, the Now You See Me, we had two movies so far. Yeah. There's going to be a third. And oh, really? It, it'll be directed by the guy that's directed Venom. So Man, the first one was so good. The yeah. second one so wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the third. And here's one that's kind of interesting. Jonathan Majors, I, we've, we've seen him in a few things, and he will be a much bigger character in, in the MCU coming forward. But he's in early talks to play Dennis Rodman. Oh, gee. And in a specific, it's called 48 Hours in Vegas. Do you remember in the 1998 NBA playoffs against the Utah Jazz? I know. He got permission from this coach to just bug out for 48 hours since they didn't have a game to go to Vegas. And so this is a movie about what in the heck he did for 48 hours in Vegas, although you know, Rodman needs no help at all yeah. in promoting himself. But uh, Jonathan Majors is a great young actor, and yeah. that could be interesting to Remember see. Remember that era, how weird that was? And, you know, we have a, a workout facility at Broadcast House. and We do? Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> you know, for, for, for the people that actually go to Broadcast House uh, once in a while, yeah. But downstairs, and it's, it would be just below the newsroom uh, area, and I remember some of the folks were going down. They go, Madonna's down there working out. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, because she was in she town was in with town Dennis with Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. And you know, people are going, "Yeah, Madonna's downstairs working." Out. Oh, so that's weird. cool. Yeah, that was back in a unique era. Yeah, to say the Stockton least. Stockton and Malone. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we shall take a brief break. 
And when we come back, which movie should we take a look at? Oh, uh, let's see. How, we have a plethora. The greatest beer run ever. The greatest beer run ever. You know, this is conference weekend. Steve. I know, I know. We'll maybe get and, it out of the way early. You know, okay. Right. But no, you're going to like this movie. The reason the beer has nothing to do with anything. Uh huh. So no. this isn't Smokey and the Bandit, and they're trying to get Coors somewhere. No, no, no. This is much more, much cooler movie. Much cooler movie. Well, as cooler far as, than Burt Reynolds. As far as the reason why he's there. And Jackie Gleason. I know. And, I mean, I mean that was a fun movie, but this is more of a like, dude, okay. what are you thinking? The movie show. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh huh. Speak. Hi there. Oh. Did that dog just say hi there? On KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM. Okay, let's take a look at another movie, and this one is the greatest beer run ever. I'd like to go over to Vietnam, track down all the boys in the neighborhood, and give them a beer. I could do that. Do what? Bring him beer. He's not serious. He's hammered. Look at him. The man's stone sober. That's his fifth beer, maybe. Tops. I'm going to Vietnam, and I'm bringing him beer! That's a little different than going to daddy's party with a yeah. truckload of Coors down in Louisiana or wherever that was. And by the way, that voice was the bartender, Bill Murray. Really? Yeah, and he's got like like short, crappy hair like yeah. a Jonah Jameson kind of. And yeah. I looked at him like, dude, that that's a good look for you, Bill. <laughs> anyway, he's an old colonel. The boys are over in Vietnam. This is yeah. 67. And a lot of the kids in the neighborhood, some are coming back in boxes and yeah. it's getting ugly. And he goes, what it would be so cool to just... Let those boys know how much we appreciate them being there. Yeah. There's four or five guys, and we kind of know about where they are. And, you know, and oh, Chicky, th- this guy played by Zach Efron, he says, well, yeah, I'll do it. And as soon as he said it, he goes, he's thinking, I'm not doing this. <laughs> the whole neighborhood goes, hey, would you take this rosary to my son? Oh, wow, yeah. I'll when you go it. over there, would you tell him that we love him? And I yeah. mean, th- and now he's got to the point where he can't not go. Right. So he's a merchant marine, uh, a, a seaman, um, and he's an oiler for the engine. And he gets on a freighter, and he's got a duffel bag filled with Paps Blue Ribbon, which is kind of a, not that great a beer. I, I laughed because I thought, well, that's kind of sad. But anyway, for two <laughs> months, he's going over. He finally gets there, and he has no idea what to do. Literally runs into a kid who he goes, wait a minute, are you in the sixth, third, whatever? Yeah. He goes, yeah, do you know this guy? And he ends up finding the first guy. And he goes, dude, what are you doing here? This is a war zone. This is right before the Tet Offensive. Yeah. So things are going to get ugly. And at one point, he gets a ride up to, and he's just, one of the guys, the sergeant goes, man, this guy's too dumb to die. Yeah. You know, because he just shows up, starts handing out beers to everybody, and uh, it, it's... It's kind of hilarious, but then you start to see the, the ugliness of the war. And when he finally gets way north, I mean, he is yeah. deep in the jungles. And he walks up to this guy, one of his buddies from the neighborhood, and he says, he goes, you should not be here. Wow. I'm, I'm sorry you're here. Thank you for the beer, but this is ridiculous. You are in serious danger. At one point, they won't let him in a transport because he's civilian. Yeah. He has to walk 16 miles in the dark. Way north, where there's Viet Cong everywhere, and he's just the luckiest dumb guy ever. But he starts to realize yeah. this is serious business. And so. but it's so cool when he the idea is we want to thank you for being there. Right, right, was the whole point of this. So what's the grade? Um, I give it a B. A B. Uh, okay. And it's Peter Fairley who did the Green yeah. Book. 
yeah. movie. And so uh, it, it has a lot of heart and, and okay. a, a lot of good stuff in it, and I just really enjoyed this film. Oh, Russell Crowe is a um, photojournalist for Time, and he's in uh, Saigon and kind of helps him through. And it's movie. rated? Uh, it is rated, um, well, it's probably R. Probably R. Okay, and three it stars. It is R. Select theaters today, okay. but on Apple TV Plus as we speak. And the greatest beer run. The Movie Show. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Ah, uh, tis the movie show here at KSL News Radio. Still to come, we're going to be talking about some of the movies that are streaming right now. Uh, Blonde, all about Marilyn Monroe, carries yeah. an NC-17 rating on TV. Uh, yeah, it's it's on Netflix. Wow. Or, so, yeah, know, Netflix. I, I I didn't even know that there was an NC-17 rating when it comes on TV. You know, yeah. normally it's it's MA whatever. Or, well, you know. I, they're also doing select theaters. Okay, so to, that's to why be, it is. To be yeah. viable for the Oscars because Anna de Armas is unbelievable yeah. in this movie. And Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, that's so a Disney Plus. We'll be talking about that yeah. and more. Hey, we have uh, the PR coordinator with the Salt Lake County Library System, Jeff Bidos, who's uh, on the line with us right now. We'd like to check in with uh, anybody who's doing fun stuff when it comes to screening movies, highlighting movies, whatever it is. And sometimes we tend to overlook some of the things that are just right literally in our neighborhood, our backyards. And first of all, Jeff, welcome to the movie show. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me again. Okay, Jeff, we got to find out what's happening at the library. Yeah, well, we got a lot of stuff going on in October. Um, we tend to, around the holidays, um, do some different movies. And really, we do even more in October than we would do, say, for, like, Christmas because we have so many different kinds of, like, Halloween movies. Um, so we have two different movie blocks that are happening throughout the month. The first one is on Monday nights, and that's our Freaky Family Films. That's at 7 o'clock. And then our second one is Frightening Flicks, and that happens on Thursdays at 7. And the difference between the two is the Monday night movies are kind of made more for families. And then the Thursday night movies, um, well, they're a little bit scarier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about where these actually screen. There are lots of libraries out there. Tell us uh, how it works and how it's decided where these movies will show. Well, we have a we have a 25 foot screen. I don't think a lot of people know about it here at the Viridian Event Center. That's in West Jordan. That's where we show all the movies. Not only do we have that, but we have just a kick and sound system. So you have really loud, uh, you know, good like horror sounds coming out of it, and the big screen. And like the cool thing, the cool thing I think about it is is that a lot of these movies you've seen at home or you've seen on, you know, I think I have like a 40-inch TV. That's right. <laughs> not going to do a lot of these movies justice. No. You know, isn't, isn't that true? And it's amazing how many great classic movies, fun movies, family movies, scary movies, whatever they might be, have only been seen on whatever the size is in your family room. And, you know, when I grew up, remember, remember Steve on a 25-inch TV? That was that was the pinnacle. Oh, we got a color, a 25-inch TV. We were the yeah. kings of the block. And I remember seeing so many movies on that, you know, the, the whatever Magnavox. And then I remember when I got the 40-inch 
tube TV from Mitsubishi, and that that was four hundred pounds. The, oh man, the talk of the neighborhood. Then you started getting flat screen and fifty inch, seventy inch, you know, and on and on and on. But I don't care how big your home TV is. There's something about seeing these classic movies on the big screen with a great sound system and in a communal environment. Yeah. You know, where you watch them together. you got to tell us more about uh, the Viridian. Tell us where, where we're at and uh, how people can make sure that they uh, they get there on time and can participate. Yeah, so the Viridian is in uh, West Jordan. It's near Veterans uh, Park. So all you have to do is uh, come out to West Jordan. It's kind of centrally located. I think that's why we picked that area. It's right in the middle right. of Salt Lake County, so everyone can kind of get out to it and um, we set up tables so that people can come in and they can sit together in a group. They can even bring their own food in if you want to bring your dinner. And we can kind of violate those movie theater rules a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Where you can, yeah. I know you're not supposed to sneak your snow caps in, but, you know, you can you can do that here and you don't have to sneak. So um, we set that up that way. And um, 7 p.m. is Mondays and Thursdays, and we do a little activity beforehand. So if you want to arrive early with your family or your friends, we'll have something fun to do. Not sure exactly what we're going to be doing this year, but, uh, you know, it might be some trivia or some things like that or just some games that are pertaining to the movies or Halloween oh, or something like that. So That is cool. What Any are, particular titles? Or? Yeah, what, what are some of the movies you're going to be showing? Well, you know, this is so weird. I, I can't actually mention the movies, but I did come up with some descriptors that you might be able to figure out. So um, the uh, we'll say that we're we're going to be busting some ghosts um, uh, for the Freaky uh, Family films. Yeah, uh, there's a kid who's, who can see some dead people. Ooh. Um, um, we have a bunch of whimsical <laughs> witches. Whimsical witches. Um, Hmm. Whimsical witches, and I think uh-huh. I may have heard you talking about those witches just a couple ah, minutes ago. And yeah. uh, we have a man who might, might maybe mean more of a chicken than a man. Ooh. And that one's going right. to be a throwback movie, if you can think about what that might be. So those, cool. are, the, those are the family films. And then the uh, the King of Horror will be our, our main focus on our frightening flicks. So you're looking at, like, clowns and five scary stories and maybe some telekinetic teenagers. Um, And then the the one that I, the one I can't wait to see on the big screen is uh, it's a, it's a haunted hotel and we can kind of leave it at that. So I think people know. Very cool. You know, I, I kind of got the drift on most of those films, and you've got some good ones <laughs> lined up. And some of them are, are really going back classic. You know, what you mentioned the chicken factor, and yeah. I, I can envision that right here, right now. So this is Monday or the Freaky Family films, and then on Thursday gets a little scarier, right? Yep, that is correct. Both of those at 7 p.m., they're always free. Everything we do at the county library is always going to be free, including this. So anyone's welcome to come out and uh, partake in the movies. It's a super fun time. Oh, that is fun. And can they get more information on the website? Yeah, that's real easy. Just thecountylibrary.org, and then you backslash movies, and all of the titles are right there and the times and everything. County Library O-R-G, org. Got it. Hey, Jeff, thank you yep. for taking time to join us. And do keep us in the loop on these cool things that you're planning. I you know, I love the library for about every reason you can imagine. But And I think of our little library in Holiday, you know, just what a gathering place it is. Yeah. And to be able to show these films in kind of a centralized location where you can kind of do the bigger spread, that's really cool. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Can't wait to come back. Oh, absolutely. All right. On that note, we probably ought to take a little break. 
And when we come back, we've still got telephone torture to deal with. Oh. And we've still got the movie show Top Ten. And we still have like 28 movies. That's so true. <laughs> I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. The Movie Show. Where are you now? I'm sitting in my office. I doubt that. Why would you doubt that? If you were in your office right now, we'd be having this conversation face to face. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Stephen, let's get right to it. And we're doing the good house? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. A little sound. It's okay to be angry and scared. It's okay to ask for help. I'm tired of sweeping everything under the rug. I didn't realize I was doing that. I feel like myself with you. Usually I only feel like myself when I have a drink in my hand. Do what you need to do, Hildy. I'm not going anywhere. Boy, this got uh, some great, great actors oh. in this that I really admire. Well, that's the thing. You, you haven't seen them for a while, and so yeah. when they come back, it's like a, a homecoming. Yeah. And this is a little seaside town called Wendover, Massachusetts. Wendover, Massachusetts. Yeah, and yeah. it's a gorgeous little area. And uh, Hildy Good is played by Sigourney Weaver. She is the realtor for the area. Well, there's another one. Used to work for her, and yeah. now they're competing uh, for clients, and... She has been like the Northern Bay Area Realtor of the Year several times, so people know her pretty well. Uh, but she's getting some, you know, some fight from this other newcomer. Yeah. In the meantime, this uh, she's divorced, uh, although still very close friends with her ex. Uh, they have two daughters, um, both of them kind of struggling a little bit, but mom's there to kind of help with some finances and whatnot when when the real estate business is good. And then also in the neighborhood uh, is Frank. This is played by Kevin Klein. They were kind of uh, childhood sweethearts in high school, and things just you know didn't work out, and they went their separate ways. But they still have a fondness for each other. She'll hire him sometimes because he's a uh, independent contractor and you know does uh, remodeling work. And so this is just a little sweet little movie. Sigourney Weaver though has a drinking problem, and she thinks she's just a garden variety you know uh, drinker. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there's a couple of times where she's, you know, woken up on, you know, on the basement floor or whatever, and her kids, she walks in, they have an intervention for her. So, oh yeah. Uh, but as happens often when people go to rehab, it doesn't often take, you know, the first time or the second right. time or the third time. So there's a reality issue here about what's happening with this woman who's very, I mean, she's all put together and well respected in the community. And she thinks she can pull this off and drink as much as she does and still, you know, function, function. be high functioning. So that's what this movie is about. It's about a high functioning alcoholic who thinks she can do what she really can't do. And the people around her who are, you know, they're not your, they're not cookie cutter people, but they have issues and everybody's right. kind of like, look, we want to help you, but, you know, we're kind of scared of you at the same time. Because Sigourney Weaver does have that kind of a presence about her. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed this film. I gave it a B. It's uh, I, I think it's rated. Uh, hold on, let's see. So far we're B B. Well, I should B plus B B B. So we're kind of yeah. Right there. I mean, they're all these are pretty good films. Yeah. Um, and this is in wide release, although it's not on a huge number of screens. But 
It, it is Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein. I know. Come I know. On. They're great. And they're funny. They're, you know, they kind of, you know, rekindle their relationship. And you're like, ooh, you guys are a little old. It, it's almost like watching bros, except it's heteros. <laughs> yeah, kind of go, okay. <laughs> okay. What's happening here? Yeah. All right. It's cute, though. and But it, it does have a powerful message. And uh, and they're both very good in it. What kind of release are we, have uh, we got? I would say maybe a 2,000 screens. Yeah, so nationwide. medium release. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to have to look for it a little bit. But it's called The Good House. She's, oh, she's related to Sarah Good, who was one of the Salem witches. Oh. Yeah, so nearby we've go. got that witch thing going on. And yeah. she has this weird little telepathic thing she can do with people. If they put their hand over under her, she can kind of give their backstory. Wow. And it freaks people out a little bit. So they're both scared of her and, and kind of respect her. Okay. Does, does it carry a rating? What? I, I couldn't find it, but I think there's some language involved. Um, so I would say it's either a hard PG-13 or a mild R. Okay. All right. And again, it's called The Good House. Yeah. We're almost at the bottom of the hour. We still have a lot of things coming up, including some streaming news, and maybe we can do a little of the streaming reviews there, too. Sure. Uh, maybe on one of them, at least. And one of them is Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. That's that's Disney Plus only. That's right. And then also you know, Blonde. When will that be in theaters uh, with the limited release you mentioned. It's already been in so, theaters. Oh, so it's, it's, already so it's been now here. Netflix as of Wednesday. It's on Netflix now. So did it have much of a release here locally? No, it, it's pretty much one of those, let's just, New York let's just do Los it to Angeles. get qualified for yeah. the Oscars. Okay. Yeah, because I thought, man, I, I, I didn't hear anything about it being in theaters here. Yeah, we have actually a Munster. I mean, didn't even make the list. A Munster's movie? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So we can mention that. And oh, no. All right. I think it's time for a little streaming news. Planning on a weekend of binge watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all. So you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. You know, when I think of uh, Wednesday Adams, I just mm-hmm. think of Christina Ricci. Yeah. And she was perfect she was wonderful how would you like to be jenna ortega who is uh trying to fill those shoes and not only is she trying to kind of measure up to the wednesday adams not imitate but measure up to what christina ricci uh delivered you know so many years ago but then to realize that Christina's in the movie with you. Oh, no. As another character. So, anyway, you know, back in the 1990s movies, uh, adaptation of the Adams Family, I mean, really, Ricci was absolutely perfect. This is Wednesday, is one of the most anticipated shows coming to next uh, to Netflix this fall. And uh, Ricci, uh, she stars in the series in as a new character, and Ortega told Empire Magazine, I felt like I was genuinely having a panic attack <laughs> when I was told that Christina Ricci was going to be in the film. I was terrified. She's really a cool lady, and it was really fine meeting her, and things ended up being great. But that would be a little intimidating, somebody who has created the iconic oh, yeah. role. And then you're you going to play, play it. No. And then she's in the same movie or the same series. Wednesday streams on Netflix. From uh, November 23rd of 2022, so coming up this November. Have you seen the new trailer for Yellowstone Season 5? I have not. There is massive plot points delivered in the new trailer. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're really telling us a lot of stuff that I had not anticipated. So 
Watch the new trailer for season five, and of course, it comes out on November thirteenth on Paramount Plus. Oh, I'm so excited for that! I really am. Prime Video announced uh, that Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, starring uh, John Krasinski, will be back for season three in December. He's being chased by both the CIA and deadly new enemies because uh, Jack. This sounds gets, like Mission Impossible. Know, Ethan Jack, Hunt. Jack gets wrongly accused of being a traitor himself, but unfortunately, this is going to be the end. Season four will be the last one for the show. And uh, the streaming service is already planning spinoffs, however, focused on Michael Pena's mysterious mm. character. So season three of, you're not a big Pena Wait, fan, so there's going to be a three and a four? Right, right. Oh, okay. So it'll end with four. Okay. But season three of Jack Ryan comes to Prime Video on December 21st, just in time for Christmas. I know, what a weird time. Yeah. Well, we'll stay with the Jacks here on this Jack Reacher Jack Reacher. Season Jack two Reacher. Oh, I love is officially one. in production. Yeah. There's a picture of him holding up the slate yeah. saying, you know, act one, scene, whatever. And he's got his big smile on his face. I can't So wait. when can we see it? Uh, I think, well, at the end it said 2023. So 2023. We're a ways so. off. But they're in production for season two of Jack Reacher. Okay. New Peacock uh, docuseries, I Love You, You Hate Me. Do you know what this is about? No idea. Barney the Dinosaur. I'm sorry to hear that. Barney's first, uh, he first appeared on screen in 1988 with Barney and the Backyard Gang. Then it went uh, to PBS's Barney and Friends from 92 to 2010. And the character was featured in the 1998 film Barney's Great Adventure. Peacock announced uh, in November 2021 that Barney's legacy was marred by a dark side. I Love You, You Hate Me in the trailer... It centers on the violent reaction to the character. Barney inspired, uh, and they, they're collecting, it sounds like much ado about nothing to me, but those who kind of miss the point in this very inclusive series and the sweetness of Barney. So some wondered whether the docuseries is actually going to be satirical or just flat silly, but who knows. So anyway, if you've... I met Barney. This sounds like so you bet, and, and had a picture taken with Barney. And trust me, you and are it was no a very Barney. Str- strange picture. <laughs> very strange picture. You don't remember all the jokes though about Barney. So I, I but again, I don't know if this is going to be satirical. I don't mm. know if it's meant to be funny. You know, kind of like a Christopher Guest docu thing or what. But yeah. and and they're they're being real coy about it. So I don't know. Might be just stupid. Uh, Munster's film yeah. uh, debuted on Netflix uh, this week. Uh-huh. Uh, Rob Zombie is directed this with his wife. I don't know, like Flash Moon Zombie, whatever her Who name plays is. Herman. Uh, some dude I've never heard of. Who I plays watched Grandpa. Another dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, I started watching. If you tell this. me another dude is playing Marilyn, I'm going to be concerned. I Marilyn wasn't in. I watched the first 20 minutes of this, yeah. and I could not watch anymore. You bailed it's before liter- you saw the arc of it, the. Yes, I'm, I pulled a dug here. But before the third act, unwatchable. <laughs> this is unwatchable. I want everybody to take note that Steve bailed on a movie that I, I dug. I dugged out. You dugged out. Okay, yeah, I dugged out. I couldn't take it. I was just like, this is like my seventh movie of the week, and I thought, fifteen minutes into this, this is so stupid, and wow. you know how the fun, campy one originally. Yeah, I mean the sets are kind of cool, but the dialogue and the conversations are so dumb. Okay, I, I just couldn't. But other than that, I, it's 
You can quote me on that. Nearly unwatchable. Nearly unwatchable, says Steve Sells. But the good news is She-Hulk, attorney at law, continues to delight me. I have got to catch up on that. There are two more Thursdays to go. Where where do we see She-Hulk? She-Hulk is on Disney Plus. It's in the part of the Marvel group. Uh, It is funny. She had a blind date. I mean... (laughs) It's funny because everybody loves She-Hulk, but right. the poor girl, Jen Walters, is like, eh, whatever. And so when a guy says, oh, I'm more interested in Jen than I am in She-Hulk, and she's like, oh. Oh. And he meets him at a side. wedding. I mean, it's it's so different and so funny. Okay. Love uh, She-Hulk. And then finally, finally, all 25 James Bond films will be a, a streaming on Amazon Prime Video. Next week, beginning October 5th. Wow. 25. You can binge them. Well, that'd be a, quite a binge. That'd be like 50 hours. That's, a, yeah, <laughs> about 50 hours. So if you want to devote, you know, two and a half full days to this with yep. no sleep. Settle in. You're all set and ready to go. Dun, 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 dun. Da, 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 da. The Movie Show. You don't want to be in the way when my laser goes off. Hey, a laser? How come you don't have a laser, Woody? It's not a laser. It's a... It's a little light bulb that blinks. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Tis the movie show here at KSL News Radio. And Stephen. Sir? I'm thinking. <clears throat> no, don't do it. No, no. We must do it. So many throngs of people would be mm. disappointed if we were to overlook this most prestigious segment. Now, ladies and gentlemen. I think your definition of throng is much It is time. I didn't say thong. I said throng. I also said throng. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. It is time for the movie show. Top <sighs> ten. <laughs> Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. Is there a hazard? Does KSL offer hazard pay? For what? For this. For something this glorious? Oh, yeah, that's it. You know, the movie show Top Ten, which is sponsored. I raise. Good luck on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so does Steve. Okay, so do I. All right, it's time for the movie show Top Ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. Stephen? Yes. And number ten. The Minions, they have been in the top 10 for 13 weeks. About $366 million in domestic money. And what have we got internationally? By the way, they are actually ahead of Top Gun Maverick worldwide. What? Yes. No. They're at $1.683 billion. Top Gun is at $1.687 Seven billion. The minions. Yeah, remember they're, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. We I know. I thought the same thing. Hit a billion. The numbers. They're at one point three foreign. I don't know. Maybe they wow. forgot a foreign market, but they suddenly are just. They just surged. Did the they're, Chinese finally jump on board? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's that's a very know. good possibility. Wow! But all of a sudden, they just flew. Wow! Minions, crazy. 18 weeks in the top 10 for Top Gun Maverick, about $712 million 
domestically. See, now they're doing much better in domestic, but in foreign, they're at only 965, whereas only. Minions is at 1.3 billion. Yeah, they're foreign. only just under a billion. God, yeah, that's crazy. Some good numbers. DC League of uh, Super Pets. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I, I'm, I'm still surprised at how much I like this movie. It's been in the top 10 for nine weeks. Is that catching fire internationally? Oh, much more than it is domestically. They're at 307 foreign, about to go over the $400 million mark. Well, haven't we seen that in, in our time, reviewing movies together and doing the movie show together? The shift and the focus now on international numbers. Yeah. I mean, you know, it it, it was always a, an interesting factor. And, you know, even back in the old days, boy, you know, we, when when World War II was breaking out, they say, well, hey, you know, we need to be careful because, you know, we make a lot of money in Germany and we make a lot of money in the U.K. and so on. Nothing compared to today. And that's still missing Russia and Ukraine. I know. And they're just nuts. Bullet Train. Again, the reason to see this is Brad Pitt. It's not really a great movie, but it's okay and it's fun. Popcorn movie. Yeah, $100 million. It just went over in domestic, but at two forty-seven foreign, it's a three forty-seven. Pearl, I still am traumatized by even thinking that I sat through this movie. I no, walk into the theater flower. where it was screened, and I break out in a sweat. I hated this movie, but all of the chic and elite people like Pearl. Actually, it, it does very well on Rotten Tomatoes because <laughs> it's rotten to the core. Well, the horror fans are yeah. embracing it. It's only at seven million, so it's not. Yeah. But they only cost like one or two to make. Did it cost that much? It, Five it, bucks, and that was just because of the poultry that the bit goose the dust. they had to, <laughs> had to reimburse the farmer. Okay, hated that movie, but other than that, it was great. Okay, uh, see how they run. I have not seen this yet, but it's been out two weeks. A little over six million dollars domestically. It's a fun little whodunit. Okay. Uh, seven domestic, six foreign at thirteen. Barbarian. This was not great cinema. Out three it was weeks. for a while, and then it. Bleh, yeah. Kind uh, of, uh, Avatar, the re-release, and it's cranked out another almost $11 million domestically. Yeah, but another 37 foreign, so it I picked know. up $50 million last week. $50 million bucks just kind of like, oh, let's show it again. So you know? with that in mind, it is now almost about to go over three, will be the first movie to have ever gone over $3 billion. Crazy, and yeah. we got to do this oh, really fast. So the Woman uh, King... I still need to catch up on that, but, uh, you know, it has not done great. Uh, 38 domestic, two foreign. Is it 40? Okay, and don't worry, darling. Lebed Cinema. This is really a bizarre movie. But it was the number one movie last week, but uh, just barely $20 million. Uh, it's at 23 and 14 for 37. So, okay. Well, I think it's time for some quirky picks of the week. It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Okay. Dee, good to have you back. You were in Missouri last week. Yes, and it's always good to be back. Here, let me, let me help know. you with oh that. Oh, my gosh. That I'm goes underneath. That I can't goes decide above. if I'm left-eared or right-eared with my microphone and Oh, you're headset. definitely right-eared. I'm, is everybody? Well, you're left-eared. No, you're W-R-I-G-H-T-eared. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Uh. <laughs> You're not going to be here all week, are you? Oh, the look on Steve's face is just priceless. <laughs> like a dad joke. But I'm bummed. Thank you. I will be here all week. You know what? Week. One of my favorite things to hear on the movie show this is, is one me signing <laughs> off. Is the end? Is when I'm driving along and I hear Steve refer to me as your wife. My wife. Has your wife seen this? Yeah. I'm like, 
don't I got no name? Well, at least he, he's not <laughs> saying, hey, the old lady see this. That's true. You Good know, point. So. Well, I think, I don't know if people know. Well, obviously by now they know D, who D is. When well, I they might not, you. though. They might wonder why I come drifting in at 11 o'clock and who am I? <laughs> You're the little woman. And my, oh, no. Wow. You just set mankind back a few decades. I know. Well, our son calls me the old man. Well, that's so. appropriate. But He said, hey, I'm going to tell some old man stories here. And, and he just embellishes all of the wonderful things that Where I do. Where did he get that? Where did he get sound, embellishment? Where would that come from? Makes me sound ridiculous. So what have you got for well, us this week? So I have been traveling some a little off my game because, you know, when I go back to Missouri I'm not in charge of the TV set and so there's a lot of reality TV going on Isn't and that I, how you got below deck yeah I don't let's not go there but anyway <laughs> what I did watch on the plane was a documentary uh-huh. that I had never seen and I don't know if you've seen it either it's on it's called Brian Wilson long promised road I want to oh, see that you yeah, recommended that to me when you did came you see home. it Steve? I have not seen it, yeah. so I, I'm assuming it was produced by Netflix because that's no, I don't know that it was produced by Netflix. I don't know. Take that back. Rewind. I don't know where it came from. But anyway, it has a unique little angle in that it the storyline includes this Rolling Stone editor and longtime friend of Brian Wilson's named Jason Fine. And I guess they met when they were both younger. And Brian, you know, has all of his kind of mental health issues, issues and, yeah. and, and had a lot of trouble with press and trusting people and all of that and they became actual friends so they've had this long friendship so it's kind of a of a documentary of them together you'll it's it's very sweet you'll see him in the car and then when they get out and go visit places he'll be holding brian's hand brian's somewhat childlike although he's very articulate he's 80 years old now and he and he sings and all of that and it's it's just i mean they have some singing, but they do a lot of interviews with Elton John Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is very prominent in this, talking about how, how impressionable he was of Brian Wilson. The what a, yeah, yeah, the genius. They talk about him just as like the greatest musical genius ever, which I think is recognized how great his talent is. In rock is. and roll circles, behind the scenes, I mean, whether you're talking with Paul McCartney, Elton John, oh, or as you mentioned, exactly. Springsteen, and yeah. everybody else are all going, wow. The but, harmonies, the, yeah. the musicianship. I think it's this more than we can realize when we're thinking about good vibrations and stuff like that. It's just well, remember in Love and Mercy, you know how he's out talking with one of the producers who's worked with everybody and their dog, and he goes, "Man, Brian, you have nothing." Well, when was it Animal Sounds? They, oh, oh, Pet, Pet sounds. sounds. Pet Sounds. Pet Sounds. Well, and I was going to kind of juxtaposition that to Love and Mercy, which we all like so much. Twenty fourteen, with a, a great performance by Paul Dano Elizabeth and Banks. Yeah, and John Cusack yep. and and. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. I mean, that's that's a wonderful one too. But that's a. But this is the real deal. This is a documentary, and and it it it, it it's him being very open and very candid. It's very. The thing about Love and Mercy, though, you know, you don't want to discount that because at the end you see Brian, and he's singing the song Love and Mercy, and he was very much involved. In well, the the, the, the Wilson movie. family. Yeah, the Wilson family. that very highly. I think he was pretty terrified to be out in public, but now yeah. he's kind of embraced it. Yep. Yeah, he hasn't. So this documentary, Brian Wilson, Long Promised Road. It's interesting. It's directed by. Brent Wilson and no relation. Oh, I kept wow. looking and looking to see if it was a son, a nephew, something like that. Right. No relation. But mm. I would recommend it. I stumbled up on it. I did see it's available. Now my brain is coming back. It's available 
on demand for purchase. So anyway, it's it was good. And then the other thing that I would like to cover are all the things I didn't like and I couldn't watch <laughs> and I tried. Uh-huh. Well, the Real Housewives of, of Salt Lake City. Well, now that's back not on. one of them. Oh. I did watch that oh. because I am loyal to my city and I'm loyal to my state. We and actually I, have a connection here. And I think if you are loyal, you need to watch the Real Housewives because you'll see some of your favorite restaurants. And we have a friend on it, yeah. Angie Katzenavis, who's on yeah. it, and she's becoming one of the housewives oh. and she's they're friends of our family the community members they have the yeah. lunatic fringes she and, and, the and paul Sean mitchell's Trudeau, yeah. paul mitchell yeah. schools and she's a real nice lady she she's really sweet, is nice she's a sweet woman i can't imagine how she's going to get into the drama but anyway so i did loyally watch it did you steve of course not i have not either <laughs> okay well guys i'm counting on you be nice i'm here for you all any, right. any questions? You bring know, them we, on. We expect that, and that's why. <laughs> well, did we... they deal with the woman who got in trouble with the law? She's she's on this season oh, now. She is. When it was shot, uh, uh, Jen Shaw, S H A H Shaw is my family's name back in Missouri, but that's S H A W. But when it was shot, she hadn't done her final court thing where she did oh, ultimately yeah. plead guilty, oh. and oh. and is so it's a part of the show still. It, it's. Coming up. I mean, yes, yeah, she's in it and doesn't know where it's going yet. It's it's a little weird to watch when you have local news and you kind of know where it went. But now they're starting back and they don't know where it's going at this point, if that makes any sense. But I did watch it. I don't know where it's going. I know. And you, you don't care. Oh, please. All right. <laughs> I, I insist you be nice. I insist. I will represent Uh-oh. you. <laughs> Watch out. She's stomping her feet. She is stomping her feet. But the other, the things I did try to watch, and I couldn't watch, and I might have missed your review. I might have been in the shower. I really tried to watch Blonde. I like biopics or biopics. Make your biopics, pick. Biopics, yeah. Biopics. And, and I love old Hollywood. Yeah. And it's produced by Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain. I watched Julianne Nicholson. I watched it until she was debating drowning Norma Jean. When and then I. you watch Blonde? One of the many nights that you went to bed early, and I stayed up. Well, you know, it's a three-hour movie. Well, I couldn't get through it. I, I got a little traumatized. Tell it, me, it, should it, I? I'm, I'm telling you, it, the trauma continues. Have it's, you reviewed it yet? I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm no, we haven't it. talked okay. about well, it. Well, this is a good time. Yeah, we can talk about it now. It's three hours. Ana de Armas is absolutely unbelievable. She looks beautiful in the pictures. I didn't quite get that far. Um, but it's all the psychological damage that has happened to Norma Jean. And... It really reiterates that Marilyn Monroe was a character that she played. Mm-hmm. Norma Jean was this simple girl who, you know, had all this trauma with family and whatnot. And they go through all of that. And it, it's actually she has to get into character to be Marilyn Monroe, yeah. which was really difficult for her because she's so subdued. And people just thought she was, you know, you're Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. But it's not. And I thought they did a nice job delineating Norma Jean from Maryland. The problem is that they focus on a lot of the tragedy, and I get that, but this is such a difficult movie to watch um, because of, I mean, the things about Jack Kennedy, and that scene is ugly, and the Joe DiMaggio, I guess he slapped her around a bit, so they only called him the athlete in the movie, or the, the playwright when when um, or Miller, the Arthur, Mil- Arthur Miller. Oh no, they definitely mentioned JFK, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. and so it's all these psychological just beatdowns that she gets through a three-hour movie, and but you're watching her and she's so good, so the performance is everything, and the movie is just traumatizing. And Jessica Chastain plays her in her thirties. Is that how they move it through? I don't recall. Jessica. I looked it up and it said that the D- Armas played. 
She picks her up from... Young Marilyn Monroe. And oh, I, she goes all the way. Oh, okay. All the oh, way. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, Jessica Chastain does I'm something else that you don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this is so interesting to me because I listen to this podcast called You Must Remember This. And it's a woman who's a, a researcher and she does old Hollywood. It's the first hundred years of Hollywood. She does a segment on Marilyn Monroe that is exactly like that. She, not so much the trauma, but she talks about her getting into character yeah. to be Marilyn Monroe, that oh, she a... truly wasn't that character. You know, a, right. lot of, a lot of great performers are that way, though. You know, we talk about Minnie Pearl, for oh, example. Yeah. Yeah. Minnie yeah. Pearl was a highly educated, you know, just almost society lady. And then she'd put on that persona. And everybody thinks Minnie Pearl, that's that. They She's found a hit. Yeah. yeah. And you look at Gracie Allen and you look at some of the great people. Yeah. When they went on stage or on screen... They were not themselves. They were playing the character that they were expected to be. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some really strange things. Like, three hours, though, right? Yeah, it's close to yeah. three. Maybe two hours and 57 minutes, something like yeah. that. Remember, Steve's timer goes off at about 2.17. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I, I stuck with this because I was so enchanted with Anna DeArmas' oh, okay. her portrayal. But, I mean, time after time, it's just, men. it's awful. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that um, Chaplin's son and Edward G. Robinson's son were really close friends. And so the three of them Was started, it Sidney? Uh, I can't remember okay. his name. Yeah. Um, but Sidney so they, was Chaplin's brother. Oh, brother. Okay. They, the three of them got together and had a you know a little tryst going on, and it gets a little spicy. But I was still looking for the the NC seventeen part of this movie, yeah. and maybe it's an accumulation of things, but uh, it, it's not an easy watch. But she, if she doesn't get nominated, I don't know okay. what they're doing. I might. We might need to watch that. I don't. What's I don't. your grade on it? Uh, boy, I I actually didn't even. It's yeah. probably in the B minus B area. Yeah. I mean, it's again though the performance is everything, and okay. then yeah. all the other stuff is, is horrifying. Yeah. So I tried to watch Lou with Allison Janney, who whom I is I oh, really I love. love. West that Wing. Movie. She is my favorite person. Yeah. Well, hello. There's animal torture in the beginning. Who could watch that? Oh right. Yeah. So yeah, remember that's a disqualifying. Did not right watch there. Lou. Hmm. Okay. Animal lovers. Unite. We'll just skip that part and go on because it's... <laughs> it is good. It is. She's a wonderful she actress. She is the yeah. toughest. Yeah, she's a wonderful yeah. actress. And then I tried to watch Father Stew. Okay. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I just lost interest. I was putting together now, the a puzzle. the one you told me about, the, the Good House. I, I didn't see it. I just knew it was coming, but I heard your review. It sounds interesting. Yeah, no, I think yeah. you'll enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I know is not much. All right. Yeah, I know about Brian Wilson. That's all. Well, on that note... Ladies and gentlemen. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we talk about? Didn't we talk to Brian Wilson once with the Murray School District when we, we were did. doing a fundraiser for fundraiser for for Hurricane Katrina? Yep, that's the and only time I interviewed. Brian well, Wilson. I connected the interview for you. It was yep. so offbeat huh. because uh, he had donated some money to the, somebody contacted him, a little fan student. Yeah. He donated money. School music. I contacted KSL, connected the interview for Doug, and yeah. you interviewed Brian Wilson. I right? interviewed Brian Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? What, what, I mean, what a kick, too. I mean, I was I was just so in awe that I was talking to Brian Wilson. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, nobody cares about that probably but us, but it's a special moment for us. No, it <laughs> is weird when you meet your icons like yeah. that, uh, John yeah. Denver. He was on the phone. And you know, oh, so I didn't yeah. actually meet John Denver. Grabbed my hand and lifted me off the ground. And I'm no small human. <laughs> pound for pound, he might be the strongest creature on the planet. He was just, hey, how you doing? Wham, wham, just actually ragdolled me. I couldn't believe it. Little John Denver. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, it, it's just weird how you, yeah, you don't expect is. that kind it of thing. Oh, look yeah. at the time. Okay, okay. time for me to go. I if Doug go. doesn't have a story, we're done. Oh, well, he's, have, he's, have, he's met John Denver a couple times. So. John, I have like three or four John Denver stories. So We'll do the oh, after okay. hours. The first one was really good. The second one was not so good. The third one, he stood Chris Hicks and me up Ooh. for an interview because he was getting in character. Was this Oh God? Uh, uh, no, it was it was something that they were shooting up at, uh, at uh, kind of up in the Sundance area. Oh. You know, so he went through an interesting evolution over the years. Well, I'm going shopping. Uh-oh. Okay, well, okay. See you later. I guess she's trying to tell that us something. That is a something. threat, I believe. The Movie Show. We'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Steve, there are fabulous prizes worth up to dollars on yeah. the line right now. Because as you know, it's time oh dear. for telephone torture. And Steve, really? I'm going for it. Good I luck. Think, what? Good luck. Good luck on what? Getting what you think you're going to get out of doing five. Five. Wow. See, he picked up on it. We're looking for caller number five at KSL Talk. Pretty five hard seven to five eight two five. Yeah. <laughs> After that incident with the snowblower. So anyway. <laughs> and the chainsaw. Like. And the chainsaw and everything else. Okay. We're looking for caller number five at KSL Talk. Here's what's at stake. Megaplex Theaters despite their much better judgment, actually sponsors this segment. And they have provided two tickets to go see a movie, two drinks while you're there, and a tub of popcorn to share. And continuing and, the classic series this right. week is Charade. Charade. That's yeah. a great show. I have never seen that on the big screen. And really? I was, oh, I've seen it, but not on. Yeah. Not on. Terry Grant, Audrey Head. I know. Are you kidding? I know. The way you're supposed to see. Prettiest people ever. Oh, man. Okay. So, thanks to the Megaplex Theaters, and let's go to the phone line. And I think because it's conference weekend, we need to be particularly gentle and kind and sweet today, don't you? Who are you? I know. What have you done with Douglas? Well, let's go talk to the first loser. Hi, who's this? Hey, good morning to you. Bad morning for me. This is Tom. Okay, Tom. You're caller number one, and you know what that Again. means. Again, yeah. Do you just sit there all all week with every digit punched except the last one? That's absolutely the truth. It is true. He doesn't sleep or anything. He just sits there with his finger on that last. Honey, we number. have to go to the grocery store. No, no. I might be a winner on the movie show, and this is you know f- Sunday afternoon. He's number one. Okay. Well, way to go, Tom, but we are going to have to loserize you. You know that. I know. There's no escape. I believe he lives for it. Yeah, he lives for this. Gustavo, let's just do it. Nuke him. You didn't win the prize? You know what that means? It means you have no skills and you're a loser. Ooh. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. That? Now let's go back. Yeah, oh, it's it's Squidward. Oh, 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 from SpongeBob. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. Was that your Sean Connery? <laughs> no, that was a Sean Connery imitation there. Okay, let's go back to the phone line. This will be loser, I mean potential winner number two. Hi, who's this? This is Vicky. Hey, how are you? 
I'm a loser. <laughs> wow. You know, I like the fa- fact right out there. that you just step up and you embrace it. And we're just going to. I'm just going to own it. Yeah, you might as well you own it when you're a loser. And so let's just go ahead and push the button here, Gustavo. Here we I'm go. a loser. Yep. Still a loser. <laughs> okay. This is such a delicate segment that we do every week. You love it so. Designed to just make people feel better about themselves. This is like therapy. Let's go back to the phone line, and this will be caller number three. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Good, good. No, you're not. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm a loser. I I thought I'd be, I thought I'd be uh, after number five, but here I am. No, no, you're number three, which means, yeah, we're just going to have to push the button on you. Go for it. Gustavo. On my planet, I am kind of a loser, like you. <laughs> and he's referring to Steve in that case. That I know. That's a loser venom. like you. Yeah. Thank you. For... That's Venom? Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Venom, this person is going to be the last loser of the day. They're so of close. The month. But they're so, yeah, that's right, of the month. The last loser of September 2022. It's something you can have a plaque made. You can take photos of something and put it up on the wall. Okay. Hi. Who's this? Yes. Hello. Hello. We hear you breathing. Who's this? <laughs> this is Rick. Rick. Rick, you are so close, but you're so far away. We're looking for caller number five. You are calling number four. I thought I had it. No, no, no. You don't got it. And you know what that makes you? A loser. That is so true. So close. Gustavo, do it. Le who? The her. He was kind today. He didn't beck anybody. So you said it was conference weekend. Oh, that's right. That's right. We're a kinder. We're kinder. (laughs) Gentler. Kill them all. Telephone torture. Okay. Now let's go. To the phone line one final time, and let's find out who the big wiener is. Hi, who's this? Hello? You've got to be kidding me. This is Rick again. Rick! I got through. Congratulations. Come back, kid. We had proclaimed you a loser, and you just turned it around, and you made yourself a big, name it. Winner. No, it's a wiener. Oh, wiener. You are a big wiener. Of course you are. You've won fabulous He's prizes. nobody he knows That's is listening. Right. He goes, oh, please, don't let, don't let my mom be listening right now. Okay, so you've won fabulous prizes worth up to? Dollars. Dollars, of course you have. You are going to win two tickets to the Megaplex Theaters, two drinks to enjoy while you are there, a tub of popcorn to gorge yourself on, and what... What movie are you going to go see? I don't even know. I'm going to have to look and and make a big decision there. He's stunned by his prize-winning moment. He's stunned by the fact that he's a big wiener and not a loser like we had proclaimed him just a little while ago. Now, before we can bestow these fabulous prizes upon you, there is one little chore that you have to do to make the losers feel better about themselves today, and I'm sure you know what, what to do. Let's send him over to, to old Frank Sinatra. Here's nice. to the losers. Here's to the losers. Go see Uncle Frank. 
Uh, here it is. Imagine Frank. the orchestra that day. I know. What going, are we doing today? We're recording what? I'm sorry. What? It's the song about losers. Oh, well, maybe we should have practiced. <laughs> I got my kazoo. Let's go. Okay. There you have it. It's an epic moment in broadcasting every week. Sadly. Here on KSL News Radio. The Movie Show. Una puta solo? Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Java that I've got his money. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, before we hit the uh, end of the hour, we need to talk about Buried, 1982 Alpine Meadows Avalanche. And do we have sound on this? Or? Uh, yeah. yeah. Here sure. we go. I will never forget the morning of the 31st, waking up and seeing the snow. It was snowing sideways. The wind sounded like a jet engine. When we found out the mountains closed that morning, we headed back into the house. It wasn't like there was any premonition there. It was just, yeah, stay here, be warm. I called and Bernie answered the phone. Then he said, hold on. And then... Wow. Wow, avalanche. You know, for anybody who's been in the backcountry and that, you sometimes you look around and go, what would I do? Where would I go? What would happen if, if this just broke loose? Not much you can do, to be yeah. honest, if you're in the middle of it. This was uh, 1982. Alpine Meadows is a ski resort on the north uh, west end of uh, Lake Tahoe. From the top of the mountain, you can see the lake. Right. Um, it's near Squaw Valley, which is they've now changed that name because, you know, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, but in, in uh, like she said, in March of 1982, they had 11 feet of new snow in seven days. And on this particular day, it was so bad that they, much to their credit, they did not open the ski resort. Um, but there were still people that, you know, worked there. At sure, the lodge condominiums and, and the condos nearby. In fact, it was a father, his brother, and his young daughter were walking along the road when the thing broke at about 3.40 in the afternoon, and they were just carried away. Wow. Seven people died, but one woman actually survived four days under there. This is a really, all these tight-knit ski patrol guys yeah. are all looking out for each other. You know, they go up there and they throw the bombs. And they even had the mortar shells. I mean, this resort is a bowl, and yeah. it is rated A for the worst avalanche danger possibility on the planet. They've actually changed the name of the resort. It's now, I think it's called Palisades Tahoe, just because of the name, you know, the stigma the of, bad rap, of yeah. the people that died that day. But it's an amazing film. If you've ever been on the ski patrol or ever, if you enjoy skiing, right. uh, Buried is a movie you're going to want to see. It's playing at the Broadway and I think a couple other places, okay. but it's a little tough to find. Uh, quickly, let's talk Hocus Pocus 2. I mentioned that I... I Tried to delve into that the other day, and the, the, the password, whatever it was, wasn't working. So did you like it? I did. Uh, I didn't care for the first one. I thought it was kind of goofy. And yeah. it kind of bugged me that they these witches were eating children. I thought, that's kind of creepy uh, <laughs> on several levels. But uh, they don't show up. The Sanderson sisters, you know, the okay. Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Ninjani. Jimmy. Kathy Najimi. Yeah, there we go. The Sanderson sisters don't show up until 28 minutes into the movie, 
And then they kind of soft pedal them. They're not okay. the mean, crazy people that they were before. Okay. Eventually, it actually gets kind of fun and cute. So okay. I actually liked Hocus Pocus 2 better than the first one. Okay. And that's 29 years later after the right. first one. Well, hey, that pretty much does it for Disney our movie Plus, show by the way. That's the only yeah, on Disney say. Plus. Yeah. That does it for the movie show today. Have a great weekend and tonight. When you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. Okay. Yeah, All right. It. Ever. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.